This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. James Ham here, the Insiders. James, it felt like the, the Kings would try to make some headway, but then there'd be like a 10-0 run or a 12-0 run. And that's always what it was. It was never 10-2, to 10-4. to 4. It was like 10-0 run from the Thunder, 12-0 run from the Thunder. I don't know how many goddamn daggers the Thunder hit uh, uh, last yesterday, but at least seven of them. Um, but, yeah, just multiple runs, multiple runs, multiple runs. And, James, I didn't – I never – felt like the Kings were in a good position to get that one yesterday. No, it didn't feel like it at all. Like, I it, I mean, it was from the opening tip. You can see where this team is going pretty early. And again, we had a couple of check-in moments. I think, uh, you know, like Malik Monk checked in and and we saw some really nice minutes from Keegan Murray. Demonis Sabonis looked really good. But overall, you just kept waiting for the other guys to figure it out, and yeah. they never did. Especially, like, like, let's just be honest, De'Aaron Fox didn't look like he was at all engaged in the game. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the deal is uh, with some of these games, but it just didn't look like it It was his day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, he had no steals in that game, Yeah, it, which is a really 16, odd stat 16 for straight. And wow. For, and for 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 what um from what I could gather, uh, he woke he, he didn't do much the first three quarters and then woke up in the fourth quarter right and was kind of active everywhere on both the offensive end and on the defensive end in that fourth quarter. But it was a little too little too late, and you know maybe he is injured, maybe he's playing through something or whatever. But they got to find a way to get Fox back active. You, you talk about Friday's game, I I think he could have and should have scored a little bit more. But his activity, he was a menace on that defensive end on Friday night. And, yeah, if he if he gives – if he's scoring 17, I got to have him playing defense the way he was on Friday in those games. It can't be both. Yeah, I totally get it. You know, um, I know Kevin O'Connor, who is everybody's favorite out oh. there in the world in Sacramento. Um, and, uh, like, I'll, I'll give him – credit for for putting this tweet out but not for uh he didn't put the reverse tweet out which would be the savonis stats during the same time um but he asked what's up with De'Aaron fox he said first 26 games 30 points 53.8 percent from the field 39.8 percent from three 71.6 from the free throw line 21.9 field goal attempts per game 6.1 assists 4.6 rebounds and a 32 usage percentage and those numbers in the last 20 games are 21.8 points. Shout out to Kevin O'Connor, who's clearly a listener of this show. We did this entire (laughs) exercise long before he posted this tweet. You know what would be a good idea is if I looked at these numbers? No, no, he put this up like four hours ago. Yeah, we did uh, this last week. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Shout out Kevin O'Connor. We we appreciate you. Credit us next time, jackass, but it's fine. Sorry, Sorry, Ham. I destroyed your point, but go ahead. But you understand the point is, like in – the last 21 games he just hasn't been the same player and we can say it might be an injury we can whatever like i don't know what it is uh but he seems like he's someone who needs to take a couple of days off and and just kind of take a break and he's got some off days he gets that yeah he gets that on on thursday but it's it's very glaring and and it's also the moment he steps on the court you either know that he's got it or he doesn't and I don't know how, uh, you know, like Mike Brown, like how do you how do you coach up a team not knowing whether your best player is going to be the guy or a guy, mm-hmm. and and that's really that's really difficult, especially. I mean, he's down to twenty six point four points per game. Mm. Like we're talking about a guy who was at well over thirty for a good portion of the first half of the season. 
19, 12, 15, and 15. Those are his point totals since the 41-point game against Chicago. The Kings, of course, are 1-3 uh, in those games with the one win being a 29-point win. Uh, in Denver, I think, con- or against Denver, excuse me, context you know, it, it is important. De'Aaron had 10 assists in that game along with five steals, and everybody ate. So, like, you can isolate numbers to come up with averages and do different things like that. I wouldn't quantify that as a bad game for De'Aaron Fox, but the scoring numbers are certainly a bit head-scratching. Uh, as you laid out there, James, He it felt like he was a dominant scorer through the thir- first 30 games of the season. Uh, in the last 20 games, uh, not so much. Um we could speculate. I mean, maybe we'll get some answers if he if he is dealing with something, pushing through something. Obviously, everyone sees him favoring him, favoring his shoulder uh, at, at least once through a game. But if if it is something about rest, if it is something about fatigue, he's going to have some time to to get right over the next couple of days here. Yeah, I expect him to be a different player coming out of the All Star break. You know, you get some time away, you spend time with the family, you kind of hit the reset button, all that stuff, but. You know, it, it's just weird. The whole thing is strange. Um, and it's not just like on the court. You can watch. You can see a player. I mean, like, look, I've, I've watched every single game he's ever played in, as a pro without any question, like every game he's ever played. And then all of a sudden you see that something's wrong. And I don't even want to say like I see him favoring his shoulder or anything. I, it just feels like he doesn't have like the motivation or, or he doesn't have like, I don't know, like the, the want to be there sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange to me because, you know, we, we saw it play out with even off the court with the, the media stuff where he didn't want to talk to the media for like a couple of weeks and you know, whatever, that's not a big deal. I, I just, I'm watching him as a player. I'm watching him off the court. He seems fine when I see him in the locker room and stuff. And he seemed perfectly fine talking with Malik Monk on Friday night when they did the like the comedy duo uh, routine and post game, which was like perfectly fine with me. But uh, at the same time, like, where is that joy on the court? Because that's what might be missing. It, it looks like there isn't any joy in his game. And I don't know how to like how else to put it. He just looks like he's not right. Yeah, I, I see the same things everybody else is seeing, and um, I guess what we're all hoping is that, first of all, you can muster something up for these next two games. But yeah. after that, maybe the break um, will rejuvenate him. Maybe it's a you know a, a emotional and mental you know fatigue that's going on, and he just needs a couple of days to clear his head, and he'll come back for that you know. Um, well, it's second half, we're past the halfway point. Second part, I mean. yeah. second part of the season, and be ready for this stretch run. But um, I see the same thing everybody else is saying, seeing man, and uh, they need him. They need him to be the guy he was earlier in the season if they're going to try and you know get to this next level. Yeah, and it's always possible that he's just taking a little bit of a backseat and saying, "Hey, look." If I can't do this on my own and me and Domas can't do it on our own, we need these other guys to wake up. And so maybe that's part of it that he wants a Harrison Barnes to start going. He wants, you know, Kevin Herter to start figuring it out well, and he's trying to get everybody else involved. But his, his buddy has like over those stretch that all those the games in the teens that we just laid out uh, Malik over the last, 6, 23, 22, 18, 23, 23, and 26. That was after five of six games being in single digits. So over this last little stretch, Malik has really, is, is on the offensive end, really, really showed out a little bit. It almost looks like Malik knows there's something going on, mm. and he's trying to take over for his buddy. Like he's trying to, he's trying to be the spark plug to make sure that, you know, they're in games and like, look, everyone keeps saying, well, if you look over 10 games or 15 games, they really aren't playing that bad. It's like, yeah, but they're one and three in their last four. Like it hasn't been great. And you've lost to, of course, worst team in basketball during that stretch. You beat probably the best team in basketball over that stretch. And that's where I, I think that this thing kind of like 
it's so confusing. Who are you? What exactly are you going to be this season? And how do you figure out, how do you fix whatever it ails you at this point? It's very strange. And I'm not sure they can. You know, mm. I think I think what somebody asked me over the weekend what I thought of, they're not a Kings fan, but they're like, Yo, what's up with your Kings, man? What, how you feeling or whatever? And I sat there and I had to give them an honest assessment of, I think they're fine. I think they're, they're a solid team. And what I really want for them, which actually hasn't really changed since the beginning of the season for me or last summer, make the playoffs, get in the playoff series. That's that's what would make me happy or feel like it was a successful season. Then get into the summer and try and figure out what it is you need to get to the next level because I don't I don't know if they have what it takes right now to get to the next level. And what I mean by that is winning a playoffs. Like I, I think they have enough talent and they could win a playoff series depending on who they play. But as far as being like a true contender in the Western Conference, I don't know if they have that right now. And I think I, I this shouldn't be their goal, but I'm just saying I'm looking at this team like just get to the playoffs, get to a playoff series. If they were to lose like in the play-in and not make the playoffs, I'm not you know breaking any news. That would be disastrous in my opinion yeah well i mean right now the standings don't look good you know they're they're seventh in the western conference they're a half game out of fifth but uh they're also only a half game ahead of dallas for the eighth spot like this is not a comfortable position to be in it's not where if, if you're the kings where you thought you would be or where you'd hope you'd be and you know sure you got time here to fix it but I think last season we talked about it like, you know, we need to see what this team looks like after the deadline. Right. And it, what they look like coming out of the all-star break and lo and behold, they were incredible. They're one of the best teams in basketball. Now we keep having this situation here where everyone's like, well, they have the same record they had last year. Okay. But does everyone forget how good they were in the second after the all-star break last year, like in order for them to reach what they did last year, they're going to have to have to be really, really good. And I don't know. That's not what they're trending towards right now. That's not where they're heading. So they're not only going to have to, you know, crank it up, but like by a lot, like this is not the same team that we saw last year. And they do feel like something's off and something's weird on some nights. And I don't know how, how else to put it. They, they have, uh, they have a little bit of time to figure it out and to, you know, solidify themselves as like a, a five, six spot, but there's no promises that, that that's where they're going to end up. This, this team is a bit of a mess uh, from one night to the next. And, I, but Am, I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I, as, as much as um, maybe some people scoff at it, you do pull back and they were seven and 10. Like, I don't care how you put it seven and three and 10 games is I'll take it. Like you could be, looking like scrubs for seven games, but I'll, I'll take the win. Like you have that. I think it's the game to game nature of not knowing. Like I, once again, we could last year, we weren't sure if they were going to win or not, but you knew they were going to come to play. You knew they were going to show up. And mm -hmm. this year you don't know if they're going to show up every night. And I think that's what has people uneasy. And it all, but that also doesn't mean that they won't show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people yeah. look at that aspect of the Kings and like, man, they're no good because you don't know what you're getting from night to night. That also means you could get what you got on Friday against Denver. You just don't know. And I think that yeah. has myself and others uneasy about this team. No, I mean, and I think it's like we're at that place where you have to talk about it, right? So they went into the All-Star break last year, 33 and 25. They finished the season, um, is that what it was, 33 or 32? 32 and 25. So they finished the season 16 and 9. And you can even take away, like, the last three games where they just, like, said we don't really, they mailed it in, right? So that that record looks more like 16 and 6. Do mm. you think this team has a 16 and 6 run coming out of the break in them? I, I don't know. Well, why can't that's, they? That's though? a tough. Yeah, thing. they have the capability. Will, will yeah, they? they? I don't know. But <clears throat> sixteen and six. If we're just if we're just looking at, I'm just doing numbers, right? Sixteen and six is ten games over five hundred. They're eight games over five hundred right now. 
Mm-hmm. Like they, it's not, not inconceivable off of that average. they can do. They can get sixteen and six in this. Don't have game. multiple three-game losing streaks. Just have one <laughs> right. three-game losing right. streak. But to Ham's yeah. to Ham's point, and to what I was saying, if you ask me to bet D'Lo's money on it, I'm like, I'm not. That's not a bet I'm taking. Like I'm not touching this team with the ten foot pole as far as like grander expectations mm-hmm. because you just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. We don't know. I do know Davion Mitchell's been playing really well. I do know we saw Davion and Keon together yesterday mm. to, I think, a level of success. Like, I thought they yeah. played pretty well yesterday. I mean, you know, results are in the, uh, you know, the win-loss column. But I I, I liked I, – I, I thought Keon was super active on the defensive end. We wondered what Keon's, you know, restructured contract would mean. I think Davion has been extra- – I think Davion has been extraordinary since getting back into the lineup. Um, and I, it was a nice little wrinkle to see him out there with Keon. I don't know how often Mike does that. I don't know if he does it. The minutes felt like they came at the expense of Kevin Herter, uh, who mm-hmm. I'm sure Mike was all too happy to pull out of the game. Um, but I, I, thought, I thought that was a nice little wrinkle. What would you, would you, would you think of that combo there, James, and uh, m- more specifically how Davion has played of late? Because you are a notorious Davion Mitchell hater. Yeah, so I, I know you, you – I love it, yeah. Um, you hate when, when I he, do that. I apologize. James is not a Davion Mitchell it's hater. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> when he starts walking into threes with confidence and hitting them, like that. that's – I think at this point – he has to show something, right? So I've always said, hey, I just need him to look like he's part of everything. Mm-hmm. And and that's how I think he can earn his way onto the court. Well, at a certain point, like he has to do something else, right? And so the confidence that he's showing and his ability to hit the three ball, like it does add another element to his game. I think he's a really good defender. And I I, I like the same, I, I'll say the same thing about Keon Ellis. I think, Keon Ellis is a more, well, he's longer, he's more athletic getting through screens than Davion is. Um, but the other thing I, I'll point out is Davion Mitchell throughout his career, he's not been a good rebounder at all. And there's been multiple games during this stretch where I remember him coming up with a big rebound in traffic, hmm. um, you know, kind of mixing up with the tree. For his last 11 games, you know, he's shooting 45% from three. He's averaging five points and 1.8 uh, assists and 1.6 steals. I mean, one point bounds. But just the way he's playing is with more confidence. He's not turning the ball over a bunch. He's he's just kind of he's out there doing the job of the backup point guard. And I think that that's all you can ask. He's starting to get a little bit more minutes there. They are starting to steal minutes from some of these other players who haven't played well. And I'd even say like there's the trickle down with this team where. You see that, um, you know, if Harrison's not playing well, then Kevin sometimes moves over and plays more three. And then you see more Malik. And then you start seeing, like, you're starting to see a little bit more of this. This team go smaller and go guard heavy. Mm. And uh, and that's a good thing for Davion. It's a good thing for Keon. That's how you're going to get on the court if you can be impactful and and kind of show that you belong. Yeah. I I hope they can work the scenario where both of them find a way to play. I mean, and I think some of that is going to um, probably be there with Duarte's injury, how long he's going to be out. It may make them a little smaller in the situation, but now you got the Sasha situation that is lingering where he can't get right with the ankle. He'll be out for a little while. So, you know, I think that – I think it – I feel like it could help them defensively on the perimeter having those two in the rotation. I think those are two – Really good defenders um, against against guards like SJ. Now SJ was phenomenal yesterday, but they'll they'll make them work. And much like I always talk about, it allows Fox to not have to guard SGA and use all his energy on the defensive end. So I, I hope maybe um, Mike and Jordy and everything can find a way to get those guys in there. They had Chet on De'Aaron <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, did they switch? Like, what's going on here? And like, three plays later, I was like, hey, Chet's still guarding De'Aaron. What the hell is going on here? Some yeah, that's not a worked. good thing. Yeah, Some I mean, well, I, 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 it's, it's hard to argue against because De'Aaron tried to get a couple up over him, and it was like, 
Yeah, it ain't it's a work. tough shot. Yeah, it ain't work. Yeah. That was just a tough day for Sacramento overall. Um, I'm big into the emotional aspect of sports. Like we talk about this all the time. We just talked about the emotional aspect of the San Francisco 49ers pushing that boulder back up the hill next year to try to get to the Super Bowl. I think there was a certain component to, to, to the Oklahoma City Thunder yesterday. They had lost two in a row. They were a little bit more desperate than Sacramento. But they had also, like, you had got, you've gotten your ass beat by Sacramento. I didn't realize it was eight times. Mm. I thought they had, I thought the Kings had won like, like five of the last six or something like that. Mm. I didn't realize they had won eight in a row. Damn. And like, there's a, it's like, hey, you know, you can hear the pep talk now. Wait, we're a good basketball team. We're, we're one of the top teams in this conference. We need to go take care of this. We can't keep losing to these guys. We could see them in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's go get the job done. Yeah. And they, they played with a, they played with a "you are not going to beat us again" uh, mentality, and you know the Kings didn't didn't have that counterpunch. They tried again. I'm not. I'm not. It's one of those things that you feel right. We talk about this all the time, James. Did you ever feel like the Sacramento Kings were going to lose the game? Right. Well, last night, yesterday was a case where I never really feel like Sacramento was going to win, mm. even when they made that run. It's like yeah, I don't yeah. think they can get over the hump. And the Oklahoma City left the window open for him a couple of times and it just it, it they, they just didn't have enough to convert well it's not even having enough to convert they just couldn't stop anybody so you know that's where it comes down to it's like it doesn't matter if you're at a certain point if it, it teams up on you by 15 and and you want to exchange baskets with them like any team in the league's like all right that's fine that's what we're gonna do we'll sit here you get an open shot we'll get an open shot okay that's fine we're the one with a 15 point lead and until they buckle down and decide to stop somebody, and it's not always easy. I mean, again, it, Shea gets like some of the, the most ridiculous foul calls of all time. And, and he you're just sitting there like, time. yeah, it, it's very strange how he just gets, he gets away with whatever. And it's almost like he does it so nonchalantly that it's, it, you don't catch it all the time, but it wasn't just him. I mean, they couldn't stop Jalen Williams at all. Oh man. So yeah, he was tremendous. He was cooking. Yeah, he was. I mean, they they combined for 70 points between those two, and that's just crazy. So, yeah, uh, you know. Domas had a triple-double. Domas keeps doing what he does, man. (laughs) You know, though, like, I'm watching his triple-doubles, and I'm waiting for one that I'm thinking, oh, he's just stretching there trying to get a number. No, it's just the game. Like, it's just the way – it's just – It's just what he does. It's just the flow of the game. Yeah, he's out there just – Giving it his all every single time, and I, you know, he's a lot of games lately. Again, you're waiting for those other players to check in. Mm-hmm. He's doing his thing, and then one other guy usually is doing his thing, and then you know, again, Monk will come in, Lee, like, all right, let's do this, I'm ready. And so you're just waiting for other guys to figure it out, and it's just taken way too long uh, in a lot of these games for you know you to get up to three or four guys who are actually like ready to go and and trying to make a difference in a game. Yeah. I have a question. Mm. Uh, We're in a tough spot, huh? It's going to piss everyone off. Oh, boy. Are you going to ask me after the break? (laughs) (laughs) I can't ask you now because it'll – no, I'll I'll – Go for it. Do it. (laughs) Do do it we now. Go to break right now if you want. Okay, let's go to break because one, this this question's really gonna piss everyone off. Oh no! And it's it's a question though. Let me be clear. I'm asking a question. Should the Kings trade De'Aaron Fox? Coming from D'Lo next. Okay, well, for Ben Simmons, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more. Delete uh, that. We'll ju- <laughs> we'll talk. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. We'll come back. We'll talk with James Ham. I'm going to ask a question. That's all I'm going to do. I'm dreading it. I'm a broadcast journalist. I'm dreading it. When D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 13. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More second-guessing of the coaches going on during the commercial break. Coaches, the the single coach. Real quick, um, because I want to hear your question. We're talking Kings and everything, but it just I checked on something. And I believe I'm reading this right. On all the betting websites, the Niners are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. I figured they'd be. I figured they'd be up there. I'm not I didn't sure know they'd get, be favorite over Kansas City. Yeah, I thought Kansas City might be it. Because you Baltimore. never get a bet against Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sure if you guys have heard right. that. Don't do that. The Eagles are like I'm not ninth. Mm. What's the bet for them not to make the playoffs? <laughs> I'll take that one. Um. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. To be honest with you, it doesn't surprise me. It's just I, I like I said, I feel like I'm it's on tough. the team. I feel like I've gone through that season. Well, you did, and I'm like, we got to do that again. Hopefully, there's no sound bites of George Kittle talking about we're going to be back here. We're going to do it next time. I hope George, that doesn't exist. George, Kittle George, hey, now George is trying. George they got to get Kyle. Got to get him the ball too, though. Got to find a way to get him the ball. Yeah, got to find a way. I, I will say that about Kyle. your playmakers get will him be the back. Ball. Playmakers will be back, James. I think the 49ers will be in good shape next year. Yeah, I think they'll be just fine. So here's the question. We have fun, right? And we sell merchandise. Mm -hmm. I've used the term before, but I'm going to ask you both respectively. I know where you're going now. Wow. No, I'm asking. (laughs) (laughs) What does empty calories mean? (laughs) No. I'm asking a question. Can you stop laughing? I'm trying to be serious. I'm asking, what does empty calorie? I know what it meant when I said it. Mm-hmm. I used to say that about James Harden. James Harden, you could look at James Harden's points in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and you'll see, oh, James, it's not James's fault. You, you like, especially now, you look back at some of his. He had 36 in this game. Yeah, he scored like 20 when they were down 20, and the game was over. Mm-hmm. That's empty calories. The production he was putting out on the court didn't matter when he was doing it. So I want to ask you two, what is empty calories? So I'll I'll go, my explanation might be a little shorter than Ham's. I'll say, and I like this guy a lot. I mean, I want him here. But Kyle Kuzma, his numbers are empty calories. Mm -hmm. Putting up 20 sight on one of the worst teams in basketball. Mm -hmm. They have no bearing. Whatsoever. Not saying that he has the structure around him. Mm-hmm. That it's not all his fault. But his twenty at night, like he's mm-hmm. it don't mean nothing. To your original point though, with like Harden and his twenty and stuff like that, at least he's doing that with a winning team. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing it with one of the, the top teams. So his twenty at night, whether it might come fourth quarter I was, or all this other stuff. But you're right. But, I was more speaking to James in the playoffs, but No, that, that's fair too. I'm just even even that he's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he he could have kind of meaningless numbers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but he's doing it in the playoffs. Whereas Kyle's doing this with the team with nine wins. Mm-hmm. To me, maybe I give a little bit more leeway with empty calories. That's empty calories mm-hmm. to me. What do you think, James? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, empty calories means there's no substance to what you're doing. That you're just putting up stats to put up stats. And, like, I'll, I'll just point to Christian Wood, right? Christian Wood puts up monster numbers for a couple of years. Like, close to 20 and 10, 18 and 9. But every time he steps on the court, his team is... Three thirty-five is the catch official that. time. Everybody catch the screenshot too. Screenshot now, now, now. Three thirty-five is the official ham <laughs> freeze. What's amazing is like James is in like four K. Like James froze in four K. This is a solid freeze right here too. No, this, this is, is good. This is good stuff right this here. This is very good. We can now, work with this. Now I realize the screen grabs aren't as funny because we're all frozen in a screen grab. It's way funnier in a video true. where James That's is just true. just. Like what do you think James right does there? when he gets frozen? Like now just, he's back. Just, like is he like, just like, oh my gosh, I'm frozen again. Like probably what's happening? Not, There's some not, curse words. He's just There's waiting to be words. thawed out, and like here he is again. <laughs> Look at just just shaking off a little glitch and right back in 4K. <laughs> uh, sorry, James. Continue. You were you were giving your thoughts on empty calories. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, again, with Christian Wood, it comes down to a player who it doesn't matter how many points he puts up. When he's on the court, his team is worse. Hmm. And I, I think that there are a lot of guys that are like that in the league, and they just put up numbers for numbers' sake. And, like, every team has to have, you know, has to score, right? Hmm. So somebody's always going to score on a losing team and all that. But I don't understand like when it comes to Sabonis, like the empty, empty calorie thing. Like, so I'll, to me, it just, so again, don't agree at all with, yeah. with, uh, with Bonte Hill, but I only bring that up because I think we're at 16 triple doubles right now. Mm-hmm. And it's eight mm-hmm. and eight. I think that's the record. If I'm not mistaken, after Denver and then Oklahoma city, cause he had a triple double in both of them. Mm-hmm. I think the record is eight and eight and it goes back to a conversation. Another conversation I took a beating for was maybe you shouldn't pass so much Mm. work more on the offensive end. Like take like you're, you're, you're shooting an incredibly high percentage and we don't, we don't need to rehash this conversation. I just, I think part of the reason Domas isn't getting the respect we think he deserves is that those 16 triple doubles, like there's, I know I know people trashed Russell Westbrook for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That year he averaged a triple double the first time cuz you know he's done it four. The first time he did it they were like through a stretch they were like 42 and 7. Like like some absurd number when he had a triple double during a a a a start of that. I'm not going to use it cuz it fits my argument but there's a dude who plays in San Francisco who when he got like like six years ago when he was a solid ball player, he'd get triple doubles. Like that team couldn't lose. I just look at Domas is like, why, why, you know, cause we asked the question, why is Domas not getting appreciated for what he's doing? And I think part of the reason is it's almost like he's doing it out of desperation. Cause he's, they, he's lost half of the games that he's gotten a triple double in. Yeah. But I would make the argument that the Kings don't lose basketball games because of Demontis Sabonis. Like, no, I they don't lose. think they lose basketball games because of Demontis Uh-oh. Sabonis. No, don't do Uh-oh. that. I think I still, I, my stance hasn't changed. I think he can do more on the offensive end. Well, I get he can score more, but I just don't know that that's what this team has. Like, we we had the game um, where they lose to when Kyle was there. Oh, it was Detroit, right? Yeah. Is that who they, yeah, yeah. We're going to have and to ban Kyle had, from Kings games, by the way. No, his, totally, totally. His record is bad. Yeah, it's not a good record. He's empty calories. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he cannot come to Kings games anymore. Yeah, so Demonis got to the rim a couple of times. I think it was twice late in the game. And then he kicked it out once to Trey Lyles for an open three and once to uh, Harrison Barnes for an open three. They missed both of them. And, and it ended up hurting you. And he realistically should have just like laid the ball up. And, you know, it's one of those things where we talk about, you know, what points per possession and like sort of these advanced numbers that everybody talks about. Like if you shoot 40% from the corner, the corner three, because it's worth three points, that's worth 1.2 points per possession, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Domas, 
if he's wide open at the rim and it's going to be like an 80% or higher shot, you have to understand that it's pretty much two points, but it's at least like if we're, we're saying he doesn't hit it every time, which he doesn't, he's probably hitting at 80%. And so you're looking at 1.6 points per possession. Like that is a really, really good shot. And you're, so you're there's a lot of times where right now when you do that, well, I know I'm what you mean. Like one, it's stuff driving 1.2 shot, 1.2 points for a corner three or 1.6 at the rim. Cause he's shooting 80%. Like he needs to understand that it makes his team better when he actually just puts the ball in the basket. Like there, there are times where you have to pass out when you're at the rim, just because you're down six with, you know, like 30 seconds left and you have to have a three. But so many other times where I think it's just like, man, just put the ball in the basket. And it, he's being unselfish. And mm-hmm. so I don't think I'm going to fault him for being unselfish. And especially since he's averaging 20 a game and he's leading the league in rebounding and he's averaging like 8.3 assists per game at this point. I just don't know that there's any way to really find fault or at least a lot of fault in what Domas is doing. Now, when it comes to like three-point shots, and not his own, but like opposing teams shooting like the most ridiculous numbers of all time from three. Yeah. Domas, Domas is on the floor when that's happening. He needs to not drop into the key and play defense when there's no one to play defense on. He needs to be out supporting his teammates and, and getting into people's faces and not allowing three point shots. But like, again, he's right now, like as far as like an offensive weapon and a, a a rebounding tool like he's one of the most impactful players in the league and all of the advanced statistics say that i mean the guy doesn't make the all-star team but you go to nba.com and he's number seven on their mvp ladder it it doesn't make any sense like he he's that good and i would say like i'm not going to say there's no fault that goes on demonis sabonis for the kings having this season but like how many bad games has he had i'm not looking i'm not looking for fault like I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just looking for ways for this team to get better, and I was trying to find an explanation as to why the, the tremendous season that Demontis Sabonis was having before All Star selections continues to be. I was trying to figure out why it's getting ignored, and I, I, I settled on like maybe it's because he doesn't do thirty, twenty, and fifteen games. I think he did one of those. And it was like, I don't think that ever made it anywhere. Maybe it wasn't quite 30, 20, and 15, but it was something along those lines. Eh, Nobody Mm -hmm. was checking for it. And I was like, maybe they're looking at wins and losses. Shoot, I don't even know if they look deep enough to see if the Kings win or lose games when he gets triple doubles. Doubt it. Um, And and Ramsey said he's at 17. I had him at 16. I shorted him one. He's at 17 this year. Yesterday was the 17th. Four in the last five games and five in the last seven games. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. So it just feels like he's playing, and he, I, I mean, maybe it's just guys need to raise up to his level. Well, so one of the things that I'm thinking about when you talk about um, the wins and losses uh, with all this is, it just says to me, and I, and I once here again, I'm just I'm talking through this with everybody. I'm not trying to start an argument or fight or discussion and everything. Is it? further validates to me that he's not the best player. He's not the straw that stirs a drink because I'd love to see mm. what the record or what the stats look like in those losses when for De'Aaron Fox. And I'm just a believer if this team is great as Domas says, he should be an all-star. He is one of the best centers, one of the best big men in the league. This takes nothing away from him. But this team goes by the way of De'Aaron Fox. And Domas can be as good as he wants to. Malik can be as good as he wants to. Keegan can be as good as he wants to. If Fox ain't locked in and Fox isn't out there playing at a super high level, it's going to be hard for this team to win most nights. And that's kind of what those numbers tell me. So somehow it got drawn all the way back to De'Aaron Fox. So when I look at his stats, when when he scores 24 or more Sabonis, Mm -hmm. the Kings are 11-3. and Mm. So – there is something to him scoring more, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't know. Like, That's going to get you jumped in the chat, James. That's all <laughs> I'll, I said. I'll tell you and I this. got beat up for two days for it. <laughs> hey, when, probably why that guy wants to fight me on Twitter. To on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. 
every time he steps off the floor, <laughs> the Kings feel like they get worse in my book. And and it just that's what I look at. I like I you're looking around like when are they putting Demonis Sabonis back on the floor? And I, I know he's not perfect, um, but the way he shows up every single night, uh, what's he got? 40, 48 double doubles in 52 games this season. Mm, wow. Like, I mean, he, he literally is walking in and doing, he's giving you the exact same thing almost every single night. The only reason he doesn't have like eight more triple doubles is because the Kings went through the whole first half of the season not being able to shoot half the games mm. and having guys like just brick a bunch of shots where he easily would have had a couple of extra triple doubles. Mm. So like, I don't know how else to say it. Like when I watch him play, there's never a moment where I think empty calories. I think he's, he's fighting. He's uh he's a very good position defender. Do people shoot over the top of him? Yes, they do. But you know, the fact that he doesn't block shots. Okay. Like what else is he supposed to do? I mean, you, you know, the dude shooting almost 44% from three, like what else do you want him to do? Like there are no perfect players in the NBA, but like if you're going to build a, a, a low post player that can like run your entire offense and, and not only set up one guy, but set up everybody, like we've seen that too. You've seen like, where does he get his assist? He gets his assist from everybody, not from one player. This is not, you know, Dak Prescott throwing to CD lamb 11 or 12 or 13 times a game. This is a guy who who gets everybody involved, who shares the wealth, who trusts his teammates, who puts them in positions to win. And when they aren't doing well, he's the guy who's pulling guys aside like Keegan Murray and counseling him through, trying to talk to them, trying to keep their spirits up. Like I, I just have a tough time. Like anything that's going on this season, I can get through like 14 other things before I get to Demonis Sabonis. Yeah, I don't disagree. He's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Phenomenal. And, 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 you know, it's almost, we talk about all the time, it's probably taken for granted by a lot of people, you know, the way he's mm-hmm. playing this year and his consistency 100%. with this high level of play. Um, all while just kind of playing within the flow. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't really go out he of his way. He doesn't go out of his way to yeah. get shots. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's salute to Domas, man. Salute to him. I, I, don't, I don't have any. Uh, qualms with his production. Not saying anybody else does, but I don't have any qualms with his production this year. Yeah, and Ramsey brings up in that like plus minus in basketball is the most empty calorie stat in in the sport. I agree for the most part, but there are nights where the plus minus matches exactly what you're seeing. Like I'll even go back to the last game, right? The last game, the plus minus on De'Aaron Fox was horrible. Um, and to be honest, I I thought it would be. Like, that's what he looked like on the court. It looked like he was going to have a game, well, where the stats would show that he wasn't very good, and he wasn't. But then at the same time, I thought Harrison Barnes was pretty solid. I remember him going to the line and, and trying to slow the game down in the second quarter to help his team. He finishes with 14 points and a negative 27. So Fox and, and Barnes both finished with negative 27, and Harrison's only plays 22 minutes. He didn't look like he was that bad to me. So sometimes it matches, sometimes it doesn't. And I think it's not a great stat, especially on a game in and game out basis. You need a much longer, like sort of, uh, you know, grouping of game sample size to to really make a, an argument for it. Uh, how about Alex Lynn turning to the lineup yeah. uh, like an RKO out of nowhere? <laughs> um, and Mike Brown was singing his praises, you know, following the Denver game. I say it all the time, James. Mike's hilarious. <laughs> Mike, say, hey, dust your shoes off, big guy. You're getting in there, and, man, he was super effective. Well, and let's go back to the Denver game. That's where he actually earned the minutes, right? He was really good in that game, and JaVale McGee was not. Like, right off the bat, you're like, oh, no, that's not, like, that's, he doesn't have it tonight. And like, I think that that's a good thing about Mike. He's willing to go, oh yeah, that's, I'm not doing that anymore. That's not working. And you, you have to give Domas a break and you don't want to go small against Jokic and try Trey Lyles there. Mm. So I kind of get what he, he was doing there. I just, 
like, why, why are we doing this? Why are you coming back to Alex Lynn now? Because Alex Lynn was really effective for like a, a huge stretch of games. And all of a sudden he falls out of the lineup again, right around JaVale's birthday. And so I know Mike wants to keep everybody engaged and all that stuff, but one player makes you a better, a better team. And that doesn't mean that he is a flashy highlight reel guy or that, you know, he, he gets a crowd on their feet or anything else because JaVale McGee does do all those things. He's a more exciting player, but I would like, if I'm the Kings and I'm trying to fight through like a really, really erratic season, I'm not going to add more erratic play to my erratic season. I want somebody who's going to go out there and give me pretty consistent minutes every time he's on the floor. And that's what Alex Len has done. And so Mike said he's going to give him a longer shot here. Um, I, I warned people, even when he said he's going to give him a longer shot, like you got to, you understand that, you know, the Kings play uh, OKC who has no big men. And then they come back and they play, um, they play against Phoenix, Phoenix and yeah. Phoenix doesn't have any big men. So Alex Len probably won't p- play hardly all again. But then when you get back to Denver, I, I would expect uh, Alex Lynn to see a good amount of time. Much like everybody else, man. I like his minutes, man. I like when he plays. Um, and it's no shot at JaVale or anybody else. No, the JaVale else, thing was funny. <laughs> JaVale's first, like, he played like two minutes in that game. It was like, uh, and normally James, you, we, <laughs> James loves JaVale McGee. And it was like, oh, God. <laughs> JaVale, calm down, bro. And it, 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 I, I appreciate. Yeah, you know what, Alex, <laughs> Alex, 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 fifties here. Go, Alex, Alex, go show out for him. Uh, and he and he played terrific. But Javel's, Javel's, Javel's two minutes against Denver are kind of legendary. It's well, probably no the, comment. It, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's the 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 two minutes Javel played against Denver is why James loves Javel so much. <laughs> Look, how many like didn't he shoot a three ball with 17 seconds on the clock last week? Might have happened. Yes, might have. Yes, is he answered nah, I, after I'm, he dropped the ball and it take. was around his ankles and he was trying to grab well, it for like three seconds and then finally he got the ball and hoisted a three with 17 seconds. He was open. Like I don't know why we have to uh, dig was, into the. He, he the was open, games. James. Yeah, you know, let let, let him live. He was open. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> Why is Jason Jones's favorite player? <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I just think that, like you know, again, as he's as he's aged, like the mistakes are still there, but they're just more glaring, and like I don't think there's a way to hide what he does. So, but he's a good leader. He's a big voice in the locker room. He's a nice guy. I just I just know that it's one of those things that sticks out. Like every time he's on the court, you have no idea. What's coming next? Fits right in. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> Fits right in with the 2023-24 Kings. You got to get one of these two, don't you, James? Yeah, you got to split. Or um, what? And if not, well, if you not, you go the, into the if you lose, the, it, you, you could, go into the you could be in break eight. six games over. You could be in eighth. Yeah, or ninth. You could be. Yeah, in, you'll I don't be. I think eight. you could be in ninth. You could be in eighth, depending on what Dallas oh. does. Yeah, you're oh eight. god, Dallas is half a game back. Yeah, you could definitely be staring at eight. Yeah, yeah one of these two. It's not the end of the that's world. That's what I saw. I said. <laughs> no, I said you, you no. No, two? what I'm saying is, if you do, yeah, you get one of these two. It's not. It's not the end of the world. No, I disagree. You get out of the. You get out I think of. Think you lose both. The world ends. Well, who knows if we're going to be here? I would also. Well, I'd also point out that so many back, people James. like this season. They're like, hey. I don't buy it like the second night of a back-to-back. Everyone's got to do it. It's such an excuse. I don't want to hear it. Anyone see the Denver Nuggets play on Friday night on the second night of a back-to-back against the Kings? Um, like, it happens. OKC was on the second yeah, night of a back-to-back, too. too. <laughs> and they got They're their second, ass kicked the night before. They were on a second day of a back to, like a, a back-to-back day-day thing. That was Kings weird. do not like day games. <laughs> no. They do not no. like day games at all. Um, but Kenny's wrong. The world will end if the Sacramento Kings lose the next well, game. Well, so. it's up to you, Kings. Well, it's all on their they shoulders. Won. Just win one of these games. They could. Uh, it's my math. They could split and still be an eighth. That sounds Oof. about right. Yeah, they could split and still be an eighth. That would suck because mm. 
Oh, yeah, that would suck for a variety of reasons. All right, yeah. I think our show is over. Um, thanks for being with us. What are we doing? We running it back? We're running it back. You want yeah. more? Uh, more depression. Well, if you want to hear, if you if you missed uh, any of our conversation about the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, we are going to run that back for you on ESPN 1320. KC and I are going to head over to 1025 if you want to join us there. we got a lot going on. A uh, chance to qualify for the Rolling Loud Road Trip brought to you by Jiffy Lube. And, of course, we've got tickets to A Night for Lovers as well as the Sacramento Memorial Auditorium. And then make sure you're tapped in with James and Jesse uh, as Kyle heals up beginning uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m. on the Insiders here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos. Nobody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.